conversations around wellness and weight loss can be complicated. There's the Instagram filter we all see on IG and social media, and then IRL. And between $20 smoothies and daily ice baths, everyone is doing the most to hack the health system. But there's a better way. Row. Row provides access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market. Over 200,000 people have already chosen Row to help them lose weight. And you can sign up from the comfort of your own home. No scheduling a doctor's appointment, commute to the doctor's office, and no waiting rooms. The Row Body Program pairs a weekly shot with healthy lifestyle changes so you can lose 15 to 20% of your weight in a year on average and actually keep it off. Of course, medication must be paired with diet and exercise modifications in order to achieve any stated results. Medication cost is not included in the program. Patients must pay for medication separately. With Roe, average weight loss is 15 to 20% in one year with healthy lifestyle changes. BMI and other eligibility criteria apply. Go to roe.co slash andysgirls. You can sign up today and you'll pay just $99 for your first month and $145 a month after that. Medication costs are separate. That's ro.co slash andysgirls. Sign up today. It's expensive to be me, a love ballad to my checking account. Like the great Camille Donatachi grammar, I'm back. But only for the games and not for the drama. <laughs> oh my god! Donatachi? Donatucci? No, it's, I think it's Donatachi. Is that right? St. Camille. St. Oh, Camille, Camille of grammar. Guys, it's Andy's Girls <laughs> episode... 755. <laughs> oh my god, I forgot. Episode 33. Um, it's a real OG of AG night, guys, because joining all of us is everyone's favorite, America's Sweetheart, looking phenomenal, a glow with 2017, Sir Damien Bellino. Just oh, thank you for having such me. Such a pleasure. I couldn't feel more like Gina Keogh. I just love coming <laughs> oh back. God. I love knowing that it was a real, you know, it start, you wrote the reality show with me in mind. Yes. <laughs> and and I'm back. Oh my god, um, I love it. And thanks I'm, for having me. I'm Gina's um, anger management issue laden baseball player son. I really still want, finding his way. I really don't. I don't want to sidetrack us, but I really want Gina to come back as a main housewife. Like I want them to bring someone from the original. OC back with Vicky. So Vicky has, and like, that seems like the best the version. The only person that could do it would be Gina Keogh. Because they it, have a wouldn't friendship. Wouldn't be Joe. No. It wouldn't be anybody else. It would 100% be Because Gina. I think that that would be an interesting dynamic. But what does Gina Keogh have? I mean, she was on some dumb spinoff where she was like trying to lose weight or something. And She had her own spinoff? No, there was a weird spinoff after she left OC. It was not spinoff. It was a random show that she was on where it was like she was trying to lose weight. And she ha- here's the thing that I don't understand about Gina Keogh. She was trying to lose weight. Fine. No big deal. No problem. We've all been there. But she introduced on the show a guy that she said was her chef. And Andy Scrolls listeners, please fact check me because this is so, like, random that I saw this and that she was on this and this was a number of years ago. Not a big deal that she brought a chef on. Here's the problem. The guy that she introduced to the show and it was a show on Bravo. It was actually the woman who did workout or whatever. Jackie Warner. Yes. 
had brought her in, or maybe it was a part of one of Jackie's spinoff shows. It was something random. And Gina introduced a chef, not a big deal, whatever, but it was the same guy that she was alleged to have started dating on OC. Remember at the very, very end? I didn't really watch she, OC oh, that, right. like that back then. At the very end, she like got in a limo with this guy who lived out of town and was trying to romance her. And it was supposed to be like her full circle romance moment that there was this guy from like Texas or whatever that was going to be maybe her one true love or treat her better than her horrible, horrible, estranged husband. And then she goes on this show with Jackie and she's like, here's my live-in chef and introduces this guy who's this, I swear to God, Andy Scrolls listeners, is the same exact so person. Her boyfriend became person. her personal chef. Her boyfriend became her personal chef or was never really her boyfriend, was never really her personal chef. I mean, this is some, like, Kenya shizzle where oh. maybe she just needed some sort of story arc. It was the strangest thing, and it put a weird taste in my mouth about Gina because I was like, is she that desperate to, like, look a certain way? I mean, Gina had... She was a Playboy money, am I correct? She That's was a like Playboy her, money, which married. is how she met Matt, the sort of failed baseball player who had that brain injury from, like, hitting his head or whatever. Like, it's not funny, but, like, a baseball from that hitting him. Oh, my God, it's so funny. <laughs> um, yeah, she, um, she I had don't her know. stuff, and then she, like, lost all her houses, but the kids I, were a lot. I hated all of the kids. I, wonder, I hated her daughter, who was a weird... I hesitate to think that she would come back, I, because I think that... I'm not sure that they would want her, because I think that the show has just changed so much since she was on, but I do think that there's a level of, like... They need to give... If they're going to keep Vicky on, then they need to... Vicky has no has, true allies, aside from Kelly Dodd, who can't even and, defend her brain. And Kelly Dodd's, like, only way that she can sustain life beyond another season is if she, like, apologizes for her behavior. Which will never happen if she doesn't understand it. But, like, she... It can't be the same dynamic... Okay, this is actually a great segue into Beverly Hills... But next season can't be Vicky and Kelly versus everybody else again because we already saw that. And like, yeah. so like Kelly needs to reinvent herself and try Learn to form Munchausen's. You cannot have the same plot over and over and so over. So like, again. but here's the thing with Beverly Hills. I, I actually feel like right now is maybe my favorite version of Housewives like airing because I think Atlanta and Beverly Hills are like the two strongest. I love New York, and you know I love New York. I also feel New York is very frustrating to me. In well, when New York is bad, it's fucking boring as shit. When Bethany is bleeding, the world bleeds with her. You and know, I, it's not good. Yeah, and I just feel like that New York, um, I think New York is trying to repeat itself a little bit, and I think that, like, you know, I don't know. I don't, I wasn't, I loved New York when it was good this season, and I thought it was, when it was bad, it made and me Jersey. mad. Jersey. Jersey was terrible this season. I don't care. Like, I thought even the new cast was great, but I didn't care about it, and, like, I just, this is the best, these are the best two on at the same time, in my yeah. opinion. I get excited for both of them to watch them. I think they're fun. Um, but Beverly Hills, I feel like the thing that is most frustrating is just, like, I'm so sick of the same stories. I don't know, I don't want to hear about Lisa Rinna and Kim anymore, and I don't want to hear about Lisa Rinna and Lisa Vanderpump anymore, and I am concerned that, like, they had to use Elisa Rinna, Lisa Vanderpump thing as sort of a jumping off point into the new season. But now that Kim came on for game night, I, and now like this new, the next season, um, previews for next week is when, or no, it was this week. Oh, geez. It was this week when Eden and Lisa Rinna were out and like, she was like, you know, Kim is close to dying and Eden was like, oh really? And I was like, I don't know, like, Lisa Rinna, why are you talking about this still? It's boring. It's like, to me, it does I don't care because one, I don't think like, I, Kim is tr a troubled soul, but, like, it's not entertaining anymore because she, it, 
is might die, and also like she's not a full time housewife. Like, get drama with somebody else. There are so many issues with this week's episode. Lisa Rinna, I think, is really good when she is in a girl group with an with Eileen. When Lisa Rinna needs to give good face, when like the camera pans to her, where she's, she's super listening, funny. she's an entertainer. She's genuinely entertaining. When Lisa Rinna thinks or tries to plot, strategize, executive produce, co-write, <laughs> Wikipedia, hyperlink, yeah. a single thing, the train goes totally off the tracks. She has absolutely no awareness of what a poor job she is at dictating plot. And I I found myself last week, and listeners, you know this from listening to it, defending Kim when I was talking to friend of the show, Ben Rimmelauer, about Kim's behavior <coughs> because I thought Lisa Rinna's behavior in not understanding why Kim would be upset at her at all about shit she said in the past and bringing up the Target thing, whatever, I thought it was crazy. I actually thought, I understood, I don't agree with anything that Kim has done, but I understood where she was coming from in some ways, even though they're both complete fuck-ups. And what Lisa Rinnell was trying to do this week, which was insert herself back into a situation that genuinely has nothing to do with her and doesn't reflect well on her in a way that's interesting. We've like been there, done that. She did that last season. It's over. She did that with Yolanda. It's over. When Rinna pretends or plays the role of like caring friend, I lose my mind because I just, it reads as so false. And when she brings someone like Eden in, who, by the way, sidebar, am into Eden. I don't, I'm not saying that I like her, but I'm into her being in the cast because she is super specific. She is super specific and Dorit is super specific. And I think they need more of that because when they have human people like Eileen, who can be bland, but is a real person who can form basic sentences with proper grammar and can read someone in a way that is true and real, then it's an interesting kind of mix, especially with someone that's as specific as Erica Jane and whatever the fuck Kyle is doing with her wealth and whatever and fucking <laughs> I, mean, I, think, I mean, it's, it's, Rina is sort of, she's killing me a little bit. I she's was like into, sort of murdering me. I was into Eden because I, initially I was into Eden because I felt like she was a really different type of uh, Beverly Hills housewife that I'm not sure we've seen. And I think, like, she was sort of like the for men, correct me if you think I'm wrong, but like maybe sort of like the Carol Radzvel of uh, yeah, she's cool. With she's the, like the yeah, cool she's girl. Cool she's girl. sort of like you know fit and tattooed and yeah. you know has like a legacy, but like a cool Pilates legacy. Studio and, and yeah, the hair stuff. Um, and you she's know, got she's, money and somehow she, somewhere. I mean, from her family, but you know. but you know, then I was less into her this week. I was into her when she sort of like interjected with Lisa and Kim because I was like, oh, she's sort of Lisa's friend, and she's sort of using her position as another sober person to sort of, like, mediate this, and that was interesting to me, but then when she, and Lisa continued that conversation this week, I was like, well, I also want to have to question the intentions of a sober person who, like, makes it their point to come on a reality show as, like, another sober person. Like, I felt like she was purposefully cast to be Lisa Rinna's friend, or Lisa Rinna sought her out as like, hey, I sort of know you want to be on the show with me because you're also sober. And like, I know they're going to throw Kim at me and I need like sort of, I as a not sober person can't defend, I can't like, I can't empathize with her. Can mm -hmm. you? And then maybe you can sort of, I, I feel like it's just super intentional and that feels like 
I just really want Kim to not be on the show. Like, I was fine with her cameo. I thought she was funny. And, like, I actually was, like, into her for, like, the 30 seconds that she was on. Even though she said that dumb shit about never talking, speaking of Harry Hamlin, which is completely insane. When she's like, I didn't speak about your husband, Talisa Rinna. Well, she said, she said, I never said anything about him. I said, you don't want me to say it. Which, bringing up inferring that someone may have cheated on his wife. Well, she never said what it was. She, you don't want but to... she brought up rumors of someone. Yeah, but I think she was playing, she was used, Kim was using semantics the way, same way Lisa Ray. Yeah, yeah, they're both fucking um, um, Yeah, right. I mean, they're both... I, their fight was stupid, but, and, um, friend of the podcast, Seth Plattner, said to me that when Lisa Rinna sees, like, a, a drop of blood in the water, she attacks, and it was like, the, the minute Lisa, I mean, the minute Kim said something to Lisa Rinna, like, Lisa Rinna was like, let's talk about your arrest. And it was like, then she's in a soap opera. Like, now she's acting. Because... Is it because she, she's a soap opera performer? Because I leave the soap opera performer, but I lean... I think, I, I think I lean is... A human person. A more of a normal, boring yeah. person. And I'm actually more into Eileen this season, because I think that she finally has a handle on how the show works. Yes. And I think that she... Like, the way I'm over, again, I'm also over her and Lisa Rinna and, like, them, the way... Lisa Rinna sucks. Like, I love her. I think she's so funny. I'm over her on the show. She's annoying. Like, because she's in every involved in every piece of drama because she just... She adapts whatever scenario she's in and she doesn't have but any... But I don't... Pain. There are things where I, like, genuinely don't want her present. I mean, that lunch with Kyle actually upset me at the end when Eden's like, hey, so, um, was your mom an alcoholic? And blah, blah, blah. And saying these things that are super inappropriate, none of your business. You just stepped on two seconds ago. It's great that you're super connected to your core, but if you know anything about Kim and Kyle from watching it on the show, and surely she did, you know that there is a wall and a barrier there. You're not going to be like, hey, so your mom, Kathy, who's 10 carat diamond ring you wear, um, was she a stupid cunt? Like, is that how you became what you are and Kim became what she is? I mean, it was, it was strange to me, but uh, Lisa Rinna being present for that lunch drove me insane because it was so duplicitous and it was so, um, it was like not on the up and up. It was someone pretending to be a friend and ally when we know you have said shit about Kim and it's not, it's not real. Like you shouldn't be present for that conversation. If Eden wants to go on a ledge and say to Kyle, Hey, so I'm just walking into this and putting aside this whole Eden thinking Kyle was cold, which I don't even want to go near because it was so dumb to me. But, um, Eden saying to Kyle, I'm an addict. My sister died of uh, an overdose or addiction or whatever. I want to understand your family because it reminds me a lot of mine. And if I can help you in some way, please know that I'm a tool and a resource. You do not need me to help you repair your family Mm -hmm. is what I would say. Like that's Eden's job shouldn't be helping does that make any sense Eden's job shouldn't be inserting herself into other people's family crises because that's they get to decide whether or not they want her I also feel like I know Kim is on the show like making cameos or whatever but it's just like Kim isn't the person sitting there so like Eden's not forging a friendship with Kim in an attempt to like help be an ally or be a friend she is inserting herself into like Kyle's life or she's forging a friendship with Kyle and asking questions about, like, Kim's sobriety. Like, the whole thing just is just reeks of false. And as much as people can understand that reality shows are produced and different ones are more highly produced on the verge of scripted, like, as fans and as viewers, we want 
to believe the real. And so, like, that's the stuff that's annoying. It's like, that's not real life, like, and that's totally inappropriate. Why would Eden, if Eden is so great and so honest and so understanding, why would she think it was a good idea for Rena to be present? No, I think that that's why Eden's Pretty... bullshit, too. Oh, okay. Like, I think that she sucks, too. Like, I was into her, but now I kind of feel like she sucks. But I want to Yeah, like I want to be into her, because I think she's cool, and I think she really adds a totally different vibe to the Beverly Hills Housewife, which is, like, what we need. I think that... You are correct that, like, even though Dorit's, I mean, in my opinion, Dorit sucks. I didn't know that that hasn't been established yet, but I hate her. And I think Eden is <laughs> also maybe, like, is kind of sucks for, I just am over people making, like, someone sobriety, especially someone who's on the show, a plot point. Because it's like, not only is it inappropriate, because I know it's reality TV and I know that Kim signs a release form. It's boring. Like, we already did Kim's sobriety, like, for four seasons. Like, it's just boring at this point. Like, it's like watching someone die isn't fun. So, like, let's move on to something that's a little bit more dynamic. Like, create new drama. Like, I don't know what it is, but, like, figure it out. But it's Well, Dorit is giving us everything we I mean, Dorit is... Dorit is actually insane. The thing with Dorit... But I would be crazy, too, if I had to fuck PK. Genuinely. But that woman chooses to that's do that, job. and I... That's her job. That's why you she needs that. so, yeah. nannies. That's, yeah, you said that. So and That's I, why and she I needs nannies to iron her infant slash I'm really bad with babies like what's an infant what's a toddler but the baby with the helmet is a baby is an infant or like a newborn right (laughs) so one of her one of her 30 or 40 nannies needing to iron the the underoos right the infant's like baby sweater was so problematic for me watching it because I was like not really loving the idea that Dorit is saying, oh, where did you learn how to iron that? Because Dorit thinks someone had to teach this person who has, like, working limbs how to correctly iron a folded baby uh, crew neck. I hold more issue with a lot of other things that Dorit has done. Like, I feel like that is what we love about Housewives, and I wish that we those got little m- moments, more of. Like, those little vignettes. Like, it's ridiculous. Like, of course. Like, I think that's bullshit. But it's, like, it's the same way, like, I thought, even though, I like, you thought how annoying Jules interview process was for the nanny on New York like to me that stuff is like funny because it's like yeah, the idea so awful. the idea is either that they're that terrible or that they have that much money quote unquote that right they and Dorit has Dorit has money like Jules has money and Jules you is, think yes and Jules was in page six this week because oh. she's getting seriously it's not funny you guys the theme of tonight is Sarah laughing yeah, take a breath I mean. <laughs> Jules was in page six this week um I think yesterday for um Essentially being evicted from oh, that, no. wait, no, 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 from that third floor um, flat iron rental, except she's gotten several eviction notices for the two floors that she lives on with the kids. Guess who hasn't gotten an eviction Her notice? Husband. Michael, because he's been paying the rent for the third floor. But Where she he has, lives? Yes, but he has not been paying for child That's... support. He has not been paying anything. And allegedly he's like throwing dinner parties in Florida and trying to become a pilot as a hobby in his free time. And he's not paying for his kids, which is yet another example of why marrying a meatball is a terrible idea because he has been a piece of shit since day one. And being that horrible, understanding like, he's obviously not a real person. But thinking, wouldn't you think to yourself, if you cared at all about, I don't, I forget what career, he was doing something in dumb and like parties or real estate, whatever it was, um, fake finance. If he had some sort of career in the public eye, because he was, you know, photographed or whatever, unrelated to housewives, wouldn't it matter for you 
just a little bit, if it doesn't matter to take care of your kids and take care of this woman that you've been married to that you just screwed over in every way possible, literally and figuratively, wouldn't you think for a second, maybe I should pay one of the bills um, due to the family so that I don't get put in all these tabloids and have to spend money to my lawyer to respond and blah, blah, blah. If he doesn't care about his kids, which, spoiler alert, I don't think he really does, why wouldn't he do that just for his sake from a professional perspective? I mean, we live, we're talking in New York City, your reputation, when it comes to this kind of weirdness with these kinds of public personas, matters for something. It's just a really shitty situation. I mean, I don't think anything happened with her juice stuff. I think it was just... You sure we tried to get it once, right? We I tried to get it several times. It was shipped to the Whole Foods near me on the Upper East Side, um, expired. So mm. they refused to sell it. I, I almost still wanted to be like, can you just like give me one anyway? And I'll like take my chances. <laughs> And then it was discontinued everywhere but a Whole Foods in Tribeca. And I am just too lazy, guys, to make that schlep to Tri-Town. Like, it's just just not for me. So I don't know how she's surviving. She has no source of income. She doesn't really... I think she probably worked in the way that Teresa worked before she got married. I mean, I'm sure there was a job that she had, which I actually know that she did have. Because at one point I looked up their, um, vow, their uh, New York Times... Um, blurb when they got married. Um, it's just sort of a, this is what happens when you sign up for this shit, when you pretend to be something that you're not, which we see on, um, shows that are still airing and with housewives that have been fired. I mean, that's the chance that you take that your story, your happily ever after becomes like a really big fable. But you, so you think that, um, you think that Dorit's I think the, that Dorit, the facade of her is. is I think facade. she's hundred percent. I'm going to say this for the thousandth time. I think she is a grifter. I don't think they have any money. I don't know how much money. And not to be a dick about Boy George, because we've lost enough artists, and like he's great, and I hope he does. But this, but this work. was a vehicle for him to be on television. Is that what you're going to say? I think it was a vehicle for him to be on television. I don't understand how PK has the money that he's attempting to um, relay to people that he does have. I think buying her a rose gold bentley for her birthday i think it was like a lease i don't think that i don't think these are people that are paying in cash Mm. i think they're paying in image and that's it i i don't i don't buy that these are people that are coming in from their illustrious lives outside of this country i think it it really feels forced and that's why people hate her aside from her personality yeah i mean a lot of it is her she's a mirage well i think that's interesting uh and it's like a deeper conversation than like just a regular schmegular uh andy's girls episode but like i think the idea of reality television specifically the housewives also like if the longer they're on it just becomes more difficult to find women who of a certain like affluent woman who was willing to open her life up to that right and i think that a lot of the other cities aside from Beverly Hills and maybe with the exception of some of New York, although I would say pretty much all of New York, like none of those women have the same, the light type of life that, you know, that looks like that. Like they don't have that. Like Lisa Vanderpump and Kyle are, and, and I guess Erica are the exceptions to that. I don't know really how much money Erica really has. She certainly looks like she has a fuck ton, but I don't really That's know. That's actually a question that I have. Like her husband, you can't find her husband's like, Wealth like, on all online. I know about him is the Aaron Brockovich yeah, stuff. Yeah, he worked was all, but he wasn't the main attorney. I don't believe right. Either. And the whole thing with Brockovich was that it came out of nowhere. The amount of money that they made, it wasn't like they thought they were going to make it. I mean, there's been some stuff about, I think about like fraud lawsuits or something that have been filed from him. I think he just makes a lot. I think he makes a lot of money in litigation, and his billable is probably fucking 
huge and he represents maybe terrible people. Going back just one step, the um, when you're talking about like classic housewives and do these people still exist? So Tinsley Mortimer yeah, I know. signed She's on for New York is is on next season, has been filming um, I don't even think they're going to pretend that she's a friend of. I think she's going to be, like, full-time. She's an example of, like, an old-school swan. So if Paris Hilton Joined had, if Paris Hilton hadn't had Simple Life or whatever and had maybe something that wasn't as popular and didn't become... If Nikki... It was if sort Nick, of like Nicole, if Nikki... Nikki, what's her new name? Nikki Rothschild, who married a right, right, banker. Right, right. So like if they got her to join, that would if be... If they got her to join, it's sort of similar to Tinsley. I mean, Tinsley has had her own drama and struggles, and there was a restraining order filed against her from, like, a sugar baron ex-boyfriend in Florida, which is, I think, one of the reasons why she moved back to New York. She's a little bit of a cautionary tale because she was, at one point, very, very, very well-known and sought after in New York as being the belle of... I mean, she is the literal belle of the ball. She married into my... Um, she came from, I, I'm sure, a perfectly charmed background. Then the marriage fell apart, and then she signed on for a reality show, whose name I forgot, that really didn't do well, and was sort of faded out of the um, sort of front yeah. page news. So there are, it's just such a small world to choose from, and people that I think have real money who do not also have an interest in entertainment are not going to be interested in this kind of thing. I mean, you have to have a hunger for notoriety that is also more, trashy. You know, right, there's a right, level. You know, right. like, and you if you have to, a husband who, or or if you have a career, you're not willing to sacrifice. Sure. knowing that like you will be in, considered in many circles to be lowbrow or trashy. I mean, look at Sonia Tremont Morgan. Had she still been married, she wouldn't have gone ten feet near this. Because you have to think about what's more important is the potential, let's be generous and say $100,000 that you'll make your first season, even if you're on an established show, that seems like much more than Kelly is making on mm-hmm. OC, for example. Are you willing to sacrifice that against what is assumed to be many millions that you are making by being by married to? by spouse, yeah. Right, because you're not coming into it with your own yeah, marriage. I hear you. With your own money. I mean, it's, it's a gamble that only someone who is fame hungry would participate in and then what are the chances that are that it's going to go well for you or it's someone like bethany who is business savvy and extremely fame hungry and has a little has lived a little bit of that life and doesn't have anything else from the personal stuff but knows that if it pays off it could be in a uh, an investment for every one Bethany, there are thousands of leftover housewives with sad little plastic bead businesses who are selling, you know, um, cuffs like Lynn Curtin. I mean, there are people that think that this is their ticket to, I don't know, like glitz and glamour. And not only is that not the case, but you have to invest your own money, as we learned in our interview with Brandy. You have to have some sort of, um, stable relationship or the interest in opening yourself up to what is an incredibly dysfunctional relationship as we learn with Jules or just be completely so above it sincerely that you can survive what's to come. I mean, I can't understand these women, some of whom have 
associates, assistants, whatever, handling their social media. How do you even like log on every day to see what people are saying about either a persona that you're presenting or your real life? Mm-hmm. I mean, imagine being Kim or Kyle. Kim has been a broken bird her entire life, so that's never going to change. But Kyle, it's got to be difficult a little bit to go through this, have a shitty relationship with your sister but who may or may not die. Back on and on. Who keeps she's signing back on because I think she of, needs of that, it you know, because she wants it because she's been famed and hungry because of her terrible mother with that 10 carat diamond telling, raising her children to think that this is the way to success and happiness. It's found through money, so marry a Hilton, or it's found through being a child star and losing every sense of yourself before you're 12. And this is what she signed up for because it's the only life that she knows. But still, she's... Kyle, when I look at Kyle now, I'm like, you now have to air with people who you know, like um, Rinna, who you know have a vendetta against your sister, who may or may not be dying in six to eight months, genuinely, who is sober-ish, which is the shittiest thing you can say about someone. Wait, who said that? Rinna said... Oh, Rinna said it. I like Kyle she, said it. No, no. Rinna said it to... Rinna said it she, to she, yeah. Eden in front of a camera crew. Which drove me insane. Now, I've never had any kind of, like, drug or alcohol addiction. I've been told by people I've dated, it's a problem that you don't drink, en- that you don't drink more. Like, I'm not, I yeah, don't, I'm not, not it's genuinely not my vice. I have other vices, including however much money I've spent in the last three hours. But if that is not, that's not the thing for me. But if it was, I can, or if I was related to someone who did have that as a vice, who, by the way, I sometimes appear on camera with, and you're just trying to salvage what's left of yeah. your broken shell of a relationship, knowing that you are essentially not allowed to ask them if they're sober, not allowed to ask them if they're attending a meeting, not to allow to ask them really how they're doing today. You just have to have as basic and like gap outlet a sisterhood as you possibly can, and then be forced to essentially, which you know you're allowing yourself to to be on the show, but then watch these scenes where these women who you may or may not have friendships with. I mean, I think she was genuinely friends with Rinna at some point. I'm guessing that won't survive this season, but you what you're speaking of Kyle. Yeah. hundred percent. Watch that scene where this person is choosing to throw your broken, fucked up sister under the bus again. I mean, <coughs> Kim has spoken about the fact that she may not survive this. She said that when she was like real sober, um, that she knew that if she continued to abuse herself, that she would not come out of it. And that's really sad and really depressing. And seeing people seemingly manipulate that on camera for their own benefit, which is what Rinna is doing at the end of the day. I genuinely don't think Rinna gives a shit about Kim. I'm sorry. Of course she doesn't. She doesn't. And every time she says she does a piece of the world, an angel, Harry Hamlin loses his wings. I mean, like, it's stupid. So when you're making these kinds of risks and these kinds of sacrifices for this, I mean, I'm so happy you are because it gets, you know, it gives all of us the opportunity to watch it and remark about it and lord knows i love the housewife so much but i have to wonder what else is left for you to lose yeah i agree i yeah i'm i just i think it's sad i guess but it's also like the argument against all of it is that these people sign up like um kim was on watch what happens live and yeah someone called in and or they showed her the sneak of next week of lisa saying that to eden and then talking about her sobriety and she was so upset 
And I was like, ugh, like, did I hope they, like, prepped, like, I hope Andy was prepared for her reaction, because of course she was going to be emotional. I think Andy was prepared for her reaction in the sense that he was clamoring for it. I think Andy wanted her to respond in some way, which she's not, she's not going to give you what is going to bring great TV. She's going to give you sad TV. And so, and then um, the woman who was the guest, uh, co- the guest, other guest. Lisa uh, Edelstein said, with a head cold. Said something really heart. like articulate and sweet that was sort of like, I understand it must be hard, but also you sign up for the show right. and you show your life. And it's like, that's the thing. And like, I, I guess I just feel sad because I know that like the producers see it and see that it is the heart of like the, the, the Richard sisters are sort of the emotional core of that show. And that they sort of need Kyle to go for... As long as the show, she's sort of the Vicky. Like, as much as Vanderpump is maybe a fan favorite, Kyle's sort of the emotional core. But I just... I wish that... I wish that story and plot could exist elsewhere that didn't feel like at the expense of their family. Pre-breaking, like, I thought it was interesting. Like, Vanderpump had a really nice moment this week. I thought, like, oh, she signed... Like, she seemed like... You know how, like, Nene came back and Bethany came back and they don't want to play ball about their own life? And I appreciated that this season... Vanderpump has this thing going on with Max or whatever, and she got emotional, but then she left. She walked off camera, and I was... She didn't want to be emotional I know, and I was like, that's so fascinating because no other housewife... Would be able to? Would be able to... I mean, none of the other women... Would think to leave? Would think to walk away, because they know that that's what they... I mean, Vicky, for all her fucking warts, fucking mourned her mother's (laughs) death. Without doubt. And, her mom died. And, and no she, one I, ever have a game night. That was at another game night. And I remember Andy saying to her, or maybe he just said this on Watch What Happens Live when she wasn't the guest, like when her mom passed in real time, he said that the production like said, like, we will stop. And she was like, no. Because she's like, I've been doing this for X amount of time. You guys, that's so depressing. But there's also something sort of like... Wonderful? Kind of, that she's just sort of like, she's a vessel for this type of quote-unquote art, and that she's like giving herself to it. And that's what's annoying about, like, Vanderpump or Bethany or Nini. And I feel like that's my brand is to argue about those fan favorites all the time. But because it's just, like, they're not really playing... They're not They're not in it to for the reason that they are signed up for originally. Like, they all, like, all wanted success and fame. And Nini got fame and Bethany got success and fame. And Vanderpump got fame and didn't need the success. So they all sort of got what they wanted. But now they have all, if and when they've returned, have sort of called the shots and what they can show. And it's like... I want Kyle and Kim to be able to say, like, this is, we're not doing this anymore. Like, Kim needs to not come back, or if she does come back, only film with Kyle. Like, like the problem is, even if Kim doesn't return, she's still, still spoken about, 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 because she's a topic of conversation, and Rinna makes poor decisions. I mean, it, 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 I don't see how she wouldn't be spoken about unless you replace anyone that's involving themselves in an addiction storyline. I don't think Eden could go on ever let's say Kim does super well and like moves to a ranch and surrounds herself with turtles and everything's great and refuses to be on camera in the future and then it's just everybody else Eden's storyline and focus and life is on recovery and spiritual wellness and stuff I don't think that Eden can ever have a true relationship with Kyle because Eden brings with her her past history with addiction and her sister's death from an overdose I don't think I mean, I don't think it is so intentional that they chose her because she is from a famous family. She's recovering, and she has a sister who died, who was also. Is it like, so, like they? They were this. They're they're is a parallel. Like the good witch and the bad witch of like heroin or something. I don't understand. What what, what do you mean? 
Are they trying to show that Eden is the light and the Richards are the dark? No, I don't think. That, or is I it just a is it just a parallel that they know that they can explore? I think it's a parallel that they that oh, okay. they can explore because they know that there's a there, there is a yeah probably and that there is a similarity and that the fact that they could get I'm surprised that she's a friend of like I wonder if they is got, she a friend of because I really think that she's like a full time. I mean, I think that in order to I be a full time, like, you need to be in I feel the like credits. I'm so focused on her when she's on screen because it's just it's a lot. I think she's cool and interesting. I just think it feels sad because it's Kim-centered. And I just, I just, like, I think that the only way you get new storylines is by reinventing the cast. And I think, like, I kind of felt like, oh, now that I'm seeing it, I feel like, oh, yeah, they should have brought Re- uh, Rinna. I mean, they should have brought Eden and Dorit in, but, like, kick Rinna and Eileen out and just, like, and you really? know what I mean? Like, I don't know, because I, are they serving the plot to move forward? To be honest, Dorit gets so annoyed and untangled or tangled, wait, untangled. Dorit gets so like unraveled. Unraveled when Eileen is in the picture, and I appreciate it so much. Eileen is so deliberate in her arguments, and, 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 and really LVP will never trust Eileen. So I would keep Eileen there because she actually has a really interesting ability of, in different ways, completely fucking with she's LVP. She's smart and. and Dream. And, and um, I'm not sure what the word is. Like, I don't want to say she's like she's well informed. She's not great at like. It's not like she has great like zingers, but no, she's never. but she's really like her. She's just very articulate in a yeah. way that's really interesting to like hear her breakdown situations. Yes. And I think I feel like she's kind of comes across as cold, but the way she processes emotion and the way that she sort of takes in information is really interesting because she sort of like takes it in and then she will say it in a thought in an interesting way. Uh, I, I don't know that I would like her in real life, but I'm into her on the show because I think it's also a different type of person. I mean, the problem is I think I would probably like her in real life, but she, she's, she will never be my favorite housewife. Um, she's never going to have a gontourage. She's never going to get you, a $50,000 rental in Greece for what, no reason. What do you think of Erica this season? And do you, is there any part of you that thinks that Erica one day will be annoying eventually? Like, I, I wonder I, that because I love her so much that eventually, if like over time, she will become what everyone else has Well, become. I don't think that... I think she will ultimately not be perfect because that's totally um, unsustainable and not attainable. Uh, but LVP has sort of done that, correct? No, LVP has shown her... Don't make me... No, 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 no. Things about LVP. I'm not trying to make but me terrible LVP, about her. LVP, a lot of what Dorit and PK are doing, I think is being... Um, oh, produced really? behind the scenes 100% by LVP. They are such strong, blind allies to her that not only is it because they're desperate to stay in the show and stay in her favor, but I think she's 100% guiding them into, you know, the only reason that Rinna and Eileen would ever think I'm bad is because of these tragic things that are happening in their lives. Don't you see that? Don't you see that the only reason that they would potentially misbehave or think I misbehaved is because <laughs> their parents <laughs> I mean, unfortunately I really, passed away? That, yeah, I didn't that, really think Dorit of it and PK that, are not they are deaf, dumb, and blind. I will say that Dorit's suggesting that about the way people grieve was that was nothing more despicable to me than like that what conversation. Say, which one? I mean she just basically the conversation that she forgot about? Like, yeah the conversation that she forgot time. about but like with the, basically she insinuated that how dare they not tell people? Yeah, like how dare Lisa, yeah. the Eileen go to the reunion and not tell people and that her and PK were in total agreement. I was like that is 
despicable because to me. Dorit's impulse is not to be a good person. So Dorit is thinking to herself, how dare she not give me the opportunity to fake being nice and kind so that if my true colors, so that my true colors don't come out because later on when people find out that this person not only was struggling, but also had to deal with me, I want to at least absolve myself of a little bit of it because Dorit is entirely self-consumed and self-destructive. Well, not really self-destructive, just kind of like a really shitty, greedy person who has no money, no money at all, no checking account, something's in overdraft and it's <laughs> related to that nanny that was ironing earlier in the day. I mean, I, I think it's a mess. Regarding Erica Jane, though, Erica Jane is, to me, the Shannon Bedore of Beverly Hills. Oh. Shannon Bedore. You know I love. My life, nine lemons in a bowl. I was talking to a guy on Tinder the other day, and I was making a joke about lemons in a bowl. Like, how many... It, it sounds sexual. <laughs> it's like, how many lemons can I put in this bowl? Um, and I almost made a Real Housewives joke, but I was so concerned that he would get it. <laughs> No, you I want, make you it want at all. A, a boo who will watch The Housewives with you, or at least like tolerate it. That's what I you need. I have dated guys where I'm like, do you want to watch The Housewives? And it's sort of a loaded question because if they say like, yeah, let's do it, I don't know how I oh, feel. Interesting. But if they're like, how dare I you? Think that that's the, I think that's the patriarchy taught you that though. <gasps> you guys! <laughs> <laughs> I think you need to toggle it. You guys, is this why I'm marching on Saturday? Yeah, it's why. So you that need they, to... they should be invested yeah, in nine lemons in a bowl. They shouldn't say six. They shouldn't say four. They should know nine. Or he should at least be like, oh, cool, that sounds cool. You can watch that. And I'll sit with you. <sighs> you guys, I can't wait to get married and then either quickly divorce annulled or have a vow renewal six to eight months later <laughs> leading to said divorce or annulment. And I'm just going to have nine lemons in bowls just in like a white room. It's going to be great. Anyway, so back to Erica Jane. Oh, Erica yeah. Jane. I think it's the Shannon Bedore of OC because I think she is as close to perfect as a person can be. However, I do think that there is going to be a point that we haven't hit quite yet where she is going to behave in a manner that's not at the level of being a Bedore queen B-Bay. Like, I think that she something is going to happen. So we saw that trailer where she's like, you don't know what I have to put up with at night. I mean... I keep thinking it's going to be about Tom, but it's I, it, not about Tom. You have a you have a hunch. Well, she said in press interviews over the last couple weeks that it's not. She says, "quote unquote," it's not what you think it's about. So I don't think it's going to be about her marriage. I think it could be. She could have given a kid up for adoption when she was. She could have given a kid up for adoption. It could have been about you don't have any young kids. You haven't been a mother in a while. And I'm thinking maybe she ties it back into her son is like a cop in like dangerous LA and like you don't know what I have to deal with at night that I don't I might not be taking care of a minor child right now but I'm still a mother and I'm I'm thinking like real yeah, her son is like he's like in his 20s right her kid is grown yeah son from like a previous marriage relationship she got she had a kid when she was like here's 12. the thing with Erica Jane that I think pads her in a way um and again I think you're right that as long as she stays on the show eventually like I think Yolanda was also really like not that she was, like, most likable, but she was, like, was really, like, she came across as very good until a certain point when her illness became a plot point. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, eventually yeah. something will become a plot point as long as Erica James yeah. is in the show. and Camille did it in reverse, I would say, too. Yes, excellent. She, like, she came in as a plot point 100%. and then she sort of, like, reversed. And I, yeah, now she's the same. Um, but I think that Erica, in the same way that Shannon self-deprecates a lot, like, Erica owns her trashiness and her white trashiness is part of her persona. Like, her 
bleach blonde hair and her and her hypersexualized like pop star persona are built into like who she is. So she's owning the things that people might be like, oh, you like married an old man and have money and you were a cocktail waitress. And she's like, I said all of that first. Like she's owning all the things that I think people would whisper behind her back about sort of like the stuff like about. You know, like, oh, you look cheap. Like, she's addressed all of the things. Like, I know what people say about a woman like me and owned all of that in a way that's, like, I'm fabulous. And I think that, I don't know. I don't know what demon she has that she's protecting, but I feel like she's owned a lot of the, like, I don't know. I feel like she already owned the fact that she's married to this old man. So do you think that she's going to, I mean, what's going to break her? I don't know. I mean, I don't know what demon she has, but I don't know what that, I feel like that piece is a really small thing that's not a plot point. So will she just stay the goddess? The Greek gay icon that she is. I mean, I don't know. I think that... I'm okay with that. The thing is, I wonder... I feel like what happens is if you... No one comes in that unscathed. I haven't seen that in a long time where someone comes in so untouchable that... Well, she was... It's not that she was... Listen, it's not for lack of trying. Everything that Dorit I mean, the, has the, done... The, the panty game is thing the dumbest was, fucking plotline ever. I'm into so it only dumb. because it makes me hate Dorit. It makes me hate Dorit, and it makes me hate PK so much... Where it's, it's like part of that, guys, if there's anything to learn from this weekend, part of the thing about like sexualizing women so that it's really all about the man's reaction or impulse related to a woman's body and not actually about the potential for an even playing ground where you're looking at her for Erica and not for her pussy. I mean, it's... It, the more that <laughs> Dorit talked about it, the more lecherous PK became because there's an idea of you're sitting at a dinner table or whatever, cocktail, whatever, surrounded by couples near your wife, and you may or may not see what appears to be the illusion of a woman's private parts, and you can't stop looking, and it becomes the woman's fault for him sexualizing her body and not his fault for being a prick. I mean, that's yeah, really absolutely. shitty. And I think Dorit at a certain point, maybe she started to understand that. And that's why she started to like shut down people talking about this. Or maybe it's just because she's so selfish and such a bitch that people giving their opinion of her behavior drove her up a fucking wall. I'd like to think that there's a small piece of her that understands that her husband came off as like a capital D douchebag, and that's why she tried to shut it down. I don't think it's realistic, but I think it's kind of an issue. Um, um, can we talk about, like I, can we talk, oh wait, one thing about Beverly Hills, I was going to say can we talk about Atlanta, because I have things to say, but the one more thing about Beverly Hills and High Bay, which is, what do you think about Camille being on in a bigger way thus far? I mean, she's been having interviews. Has and she been on in a bigger way? Yeah, she's getting paid for she, something. It she got interviews. Right. Which she, got she got confessionals. She got confessionals. And I don't think she's had those in recent years. She usually just comes on for like a, a party or something. I mean, I felt sad for her that her lunch, she was almost not in her lunch. But she, she hosted, just, which was a big deal. She hosted, which was a big deal. I Here's the thing with Camille having a role in the show. I'm super into it because Camille is still doing an excellent job of making me love her every time I see her on the screen, which is great. But I don't know how well she will herself be able to manage 
the maintenance associated with her sainthood and also be on this show consistently. Was she on season three or only one and two? And she then was has on, been like a guest and friend since. I think she was only on, she was on, okay, season one she was a devil. Season two, was that when Taylor was being abused and she was like, I think we need to talk like about it? Three. So then she, I think she was on one, two, and three. Okay. I want to say that's right. I think that might be right. I think she maybe did three seasons. And then she took a total. And then they did Carl. T- then they fired everybody. Or she left right. and the other. And, or, right, and then, right. They, did she leave and then Adrian and Taylor stayed for one more? Eight, no, Adrian got fired for not showing up when Brandy was talking about her having um, a. Um, not, not giving birth to her babies or whatever. Having a. What's it called? Surrogate. Um. Was Camille on at that point? I don't think I don't she think was. So. I don't think Camille and Brandy were ever co-stars together as main right. housewives. But Brandy has spoken positively about Camille. Total sidebar, Brandy went on Watch What Happens Live, which I watched. And shout out to Brandy, who has been nothing but kind to us. So kudos. Yeah, she's been, I guess, um, she's great. Interesting moment when a caller, a caller or Andy or someone... Um, asked her about her relationship with Kim. And there was a pause both in Brandy's response and in Kim's response when she was on Watch What Happens Live, where it was like, yeah, we're friends. Yeah, it was sort but of like, we're friends, like, but like, we don't We're talk not really friends. Yeah. Which I think shows a little... I can't believe I'm defending Kyle like a motherfucker, but it does show a little bit that their friendship, I think, it was certainly a healthy friendship in the sense that it was... Like, there was a healthy dose of friendship that they had because they had a natural alliance and were co-stars. Well, it was a professional friendship. I, I have to It was s- a professional friendship with a dash of personal. I'm not arguing otherwise. I just think that almost all of these friendships, like, yeah, yeah, Vanderpump yeah. and Kyle's friendship it's is a professional friendship. It's 100% friendship. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think that, that, like, that's what is really thrilling about when you find women, when you see dynamic, like real friendships on yeah. camera, it's just fun about watching them. Like that's what's great about what's great about the the actual fun moments of Jersey. We're seeing like Siggy and Dolores knowing that they were real friends in real life because of the of their like um, you know dynamic between the two of them. Who's kikiing on Beverly Hills? I mean, I think Eileen and Lisa Rinna are real life friends. They really are. I, that's the best thing about them is their friendship. I think. Maybe that's it. I mean, I think there there is a friendship between um, Vanderpump and Kyle, but I think it is. I think it's I think original. it was. I think it was casual and professional before the show, and I think it still is. There's an understanding more than anything, but I think that they like do love each other because they work together. Also, it's like that coworker who you love, and even though like they're not maybe your real life best friend, you still love them in a, in that environment of like they're my best friend. It's a work. coworker who you love, and you guys are like working on the same project. Exactly. So you're like you love them, but you're also slightly dependent on them. Yeah. I think that Erica Jane and Yolanda Kiki. You think in real life? I yeah. Mean, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that they had a genuine love and bond. I think that I, I'm, what I'm into is that I think Eileen and, and I don't know that it's like a real life friendship opposed to like a professional one, but I'm into Eileen and Erica Jean like forming something because I think that. There's like a, what's the, what's the lady version of a bromance? Like a girl crush? Oh, there's a total girl crush. Yeah, I think. It's maybe one side. I'm into, <laughs> uh, yeah, I think it is. But I'm into Eileen, like, uh, knowing that, like, Erica's the one to align with and that, like, that's the cool person and also, like, and she's smart. So, like, how do I sort of, like, because Rinna is the, is dragging me down, maybe. Can I um, hoist you a little back up by asking you the same question but related to Atlanta? Who do you think is a real friend in Atlanta? Um, I think that. 
Candy and Phaedra were real friends, and I think that that's what's weird about their, like, very real-life beef is, like, that they were real friends, and... Yeah, and then they both are intent on fucking each other over to the highest degree. Um, but who is still... I think that Portia and Phaedra are real-life friends, and I don't know if there's, like... I think there's probably an understanding there, because I feel like their friendship was born out of the show. I think it's a... There's more of a... It's similar to, um... Kyle and LVP, but there's more, there's actual love there too. Aside from Kenya, I feel like the one thing that Atlanta has done well, aside from like Kim Fields, of course, but like that a lot of those women's relationships seem, at least when like they have one-on-one, seem more genuine because like they, I don't know, like they have more fun together. Like that's the one thing Atlanta brings to me is like they are fun. Those women are generally a funnier group than any of the others. So this is why I'm so, so happy that you're here tonight. Because we haven't spent a lot of time on recent apps talking about Atlanta. I don't know how that's possible. And it's just because <laughs> Atlanta is super specific and people either like it or they don't. And you need to like... It's the most popular one. Like number one. I right know, now. but I know of people that do not watch Atlanta for... I don't know. That's a crime. It is a crime. I think it's legit. Like maybe... It's maybe my favorite. I mean, I love Beverly Hills so much. I also love New York. They're my three faves. Like, I think they're the, the best. I... Uh, well, yeah, and I would, but I would put OC. I think OC can be super consistent. This last season of OC was a very good. Um, phenomenal. So tell me everything. Can we just spend forty to eighty years talking about Kenya and Matt? Because I, mean, I don't want to be a Debbie Downer, guys. We're talking about death. We're talking about drugs. We're talking about destruction. We're talking about debt, I debt mean, and death. But Kenya and Matt is a fucking. I need to like figure out a way to frame some of these episodes and hang them on my. Bedroom wall if she, I go near a douchebag. I feel like it's just going to sound... Tell me everything. I won't try to make Baby. sure I phrase this so that it doesn't <laughs> bite me like, in the butt. No, like, bite. I feel like Kenya... Can bite. I feel like Kenya is pleased in a lot of ways that this relationship has exploded <gasps> because it has given her an excellent story. Because it is great. I mean, that episode where she was like the, the crew wrapped, can you come over to talk? Yeah. Like, that was real. Like, that wasn't... Produced TV. It was so real, and, and it I was so fucked up. And her dad with that gravelly voice. And the Atlanta has had some really, I think, great moments of like not produced TV this season, which yes. is like that's what we want. Like, I wish that all reality shows would stop the idea of like not talking about the process because like it is what I, I don't acknowledge the cameras if that's what you're going to get a real moment out of. But like, also another real moment Atlanta has had was like that woman showing up to Candy's office, being like. Um, Block's girlfriend he wants to see your daughter like I don't know if she tried to come in and producers mic chart or like I don't know what the reality was but I know Candy's reaction was real and I know that that wasn't planned and it felt awkward as awkward as it was and like it, Candy's daughter's reaction being like he is not my father it I is, mean it is just like I think that Atlanta has had some as much as like Atlanta does stupid things like they have like fucking eggs that they put up their vaginas in an episode where they go to like a yoga class where they put which BT Dubs I'm a vagina owner don't understand I, I don't but like things like that are dumb and I'm like why do they do things like that I don't like get that? it but then they have but then they're like great... what about the climax I was like I don't understand they had great moments, I think, of, like, doing, of, like, just honest moments of each of them in uh, individual stuff. Like, Phaedra's in-laws, her mother-in-law and father-in-law showing up to the, her um, pop-up shop, that was real. She didn't know that was happening. And, like, their dynamic was cool to me because I was like, fuck. Like, but last time we saw like, Phaedra and Apollo, she looked seemed like she was terrified of him. And now his mom is there and they're, like, tight. And, like, that And they is, say they love each other. And it's, like, all, it's a, she, had, it was, she had a mom mullet and was not what I thought. You don't Apollo's remember her being on before? 
I really don't. Oh, she was on with his um his stepbrother or his half brother. I don't know, but like he his brother was on with his mom, and they were in the kitchen once. I forget. Is it related to him going to jail or something? It was, was right before about... he went away. Okay. I think. Well, she looked worse this week than she did before in a way that I really appreciated because it felt very Atlanta, Georgia. It was just so... I just love, like, I think Atlanta has given us some great moments. I will tell you the things I don't like about Atlanta that I'm, like, frustrated by is I think that there's just too many women on who don't have... Marlo Hampton. Well, Marlo's on a real housewife, so I don't care. Like, yeah, I know she, she's not she, even a friend of. Like, when she shows she's up... She's a bartender. And, when she shows up and, like, makes fun of Nini, I'm like, this is dumb. She's a Craigslist misconnection, but nobody really misses her. I think she's kind of funny. I was into that fight she and Sheree had, like, all those years ago. Oh, I was... <laughs> In Africa? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what... I don't even know what... I don't remember the fight. At the stairs, because Marla was like, the gays love me. Invite me to see the dinner. And Sheree was like, no. I love she might know. I'm like, she so, might know by Sheree. I'm so glad that Sheree is back, but like, I'm just... Oh, gonna, I'm so glad that Sheree is back. I love her so much. She's so good at reading. She's so fucking funny in her She's confessional. She's so good. But like, I don't... I'm like a little bit confused by the fight, between, like the feud between her and Kenya, because... She like went to Kenya's birthday party, and I don't know if that was before filming started or well, what. Like, I don't really quite understand like how their feud became like a real feud. Like, I get like the joke of like their houses, but I don't like when she was with Marlo and she was like, "Kenya's a dumb, poor bitch." I was like, "Oh, that's like was like that was too mean for what I've seen well, so far." Who do we know that Sheree always hated on when she was on the show, Nene Lee? Yeah, Kenya is going to love this, but Kenya is the Kenethia of yeah. Atlanta now. She really is sort of the center of this in the fact that there's been so much friction with her and the other friendships that they, and animosity and whatever, that it sort of connected. I mean, I am super into Sheree being back. I'm so glad that She Buys Sheree is back. I'm so glad that she said she was going to sell She Buys Sheree and it was like super sad, not even American Apparel, Fruit of the Loom shirts that she like put a Sharpie on like the word she and then sold it for 20 bucks in a size medium or whatever. I was super into it. I am really into her and Bob having this. I'm not into it because I feel so I'm into false. It. I'm into it in the sense that at least she's not throwing water on him at like a basketball court. Like I'm into it because I'm thinking to myself, their kids are going to benefit so much from them being friendly. Like, I don't know. I yeah, is that I, nanny I, life of me. I I'm into it. I sure. like the idea of it. But I don't know how long we can go on with these scenes of like him trying to romance her, sweaty buddy, I just sweaty want, and puffy Bob. I, I just mean, want real. I just want the real. I think there's real caring, but I do yeah, not. They're really not getting think back she, She's never going to sleep with him. No, she's not. It's not going to happen. She's too fit. She's um, not. It's not. It's not going to work out. I love candy. I think that the stuff with Phaedra and candy feels real. But like, also, I don't like. I I think I, the more and more I watch, I think Phaedra is hilarious. I think she's a pathological liar. Like, I think she just continues to make up lies and lies and I just don't understand like I just feel like Kenya said this on Watch What Happens Live but like Candy has never lied and I feel like that's like she's never lied about something where's all this stuff coming from with the threesome and whatever I don't know I don't understand it well I've heard I read somewhere on an Instagram or on a blog before that something like that next week Portia has this huge meltdown apparently she like goes in the street and I think she might be like like, I think she, like, has, like, a panic attack or an anxiety attack, like, while they were filming. Um, and I think that it's somehow connected to, like, that she's the one who's, like, had, was sleeping with, um, who's her best friend? Oh, who, the girl. Who I allegedly, who's, like, a friend care. of that the I never egg remember. Girl, egg vagina. I bet that one was. Yeah, that. Wait. What is her name? Shit. Something. Shay. Shayla. <laughs> That's not it. 
name of sex Shamia. The yes, Shamia right. allegedly had like a thing with Todd and Candy. Right, and then right. it comes out that like maybe it was like Portia and Shamia are sleeping together. Like that Portia might be bisexual. Like oh I don't know if that's what it is. Portia's fake relationship with that guy Todd who seems really weird. Um, wait, let's take a step back. Did you just say that Portia goes in a tree? Or did I make that up? I think I said that she goes into the street and has oh allegedly like walking into like a street, just like walk, walks into traffic. I thought you said tree, like, and just the idea of her like climbing a tree or something made my entire I life. Think, that I moment. think that I read somewhere that she like it like runs into like the into like traffic. Well, you and she's know having an, I like believe an anxiety attack. all Instagrams, so I'm a hundred percent sure. That I this mean, is that when there's smoke, up. there's fire, so there's probably some truth to it. But I don't know if like I don't but is know. Is there a lesbian fire? I don't know whole, if that's real or not. I mean, Candy. Oh God! I could see there being some truth to Candy have a having some sort of very kinky sex life with Todd. Yeah, and she's been open about her interest in that and has made a fucking ton of money from it too. The thing with here's what I want more of Atlanta Housewives, and I can't believe they haven't been able to find another one. But like, I just want more really rich Atlanta Housewives. Like, Candy is the only one. So like, and Candy, is, how much fucking money does Candy? I have? think she's like on she's- par with like. Um, what, like, Vanderpump or, uh... No way. No, absolutely not. What Vanderpump is worth without, like, without Ken's, and, or, or, or I'm sorry, like, what would Kyle's worth without Mauricio, which is, like, 35 mil. And I think that together... No, we've had this conversation before. You go to the what celebrities are worth. <laughs> yeah, go to celebritynetworth.com. No, take out, no. Take out, like, several zeros. It's not, no, she doesn't have that. She maybe has, she maybe has 10, including real Candy, no, Candy has more than that. From, No. From TLC, from No Scrubs, from Beyonce. She also wrote like bills, 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 No Scrubs. But it's not going to give you fifty million dollars. I mean, thirty, <laughs> sorry, guys, 30 million dollars. Thir- no. I think you're underestimating Candy's. Maybe from the dildos. I mean, I think the Maybe. dildos. I think the dildos. If she what had is a real, Kyle, what is Kyle's money from if not Mauricio? Ky- Mauricio didn't. Hold on. I think thirty I, million is totally. Doable as we established on Beverly Hills this week, they didn't have money for a long time. Now Mauricio has fucking bajillions of dollars. That's not even. To, I don't know. I think the better question is where does LVP's money come from? Like how much did they make in selling the bajillions of clubs and restaurants? I, they have? But I, I think, think LVP has like somewhere between like forty and sixty. Here's million. the thing with money: money goes much further in Atlanta than it does in That's Beverly true. Hills. So. Candy can show her wealth, and she's 100% very wealthy. I'm not objecting to that at all. I just don't think she would go as far in Beverly Hills. It's like when Nene was on Celebrity Apprentice for five episodes and went to Miami and was like, very different than Nene isn't. Candy has actual wealth. Yes. Nene Nene has has housewife wealth. Caroline Manzo wealth, which is like, you know. I wouldn't even put her at Caroline. I don't think that Nene was ever truly comfortable. Caroline Manzo doesn't need to appear on TV and we'll still have brownstone mm. money. We'll still have that beautiful house. We'll still have whatever the fuck she wants. Nene like rents and sublets beautiful mansions to film in. I mean, it's, she That's doesn't, true. and she needs to film in order to continue to make money. Whether or not she's on housewives, she needs to be doing something. Yeah. I mean, Manzo has the brownstone backing her. I mean, I don't think it's, that quite the well. Same can thing. you for next week? I would love to listen, and can you see what assets you can find publicly for Candy, and tell me what you think her estimated worth is? I a hundred percent will do. I'm that. being serious because I think you're good at that stuff. Yeah, I'm very good at watching. Find out, um, find out, like look, try to find out as much money as you can at like the richest housewives. Because I think that people would. I think I would say that like 
LVP and, and Kyle are probably the richest. And, and, yeah, and, Bethany. and Kyle's wealth has come in abundance in literally the last five years. And then I, oh, and also like, of, of course, Maloof and Camille Grammer. And fucking Bethany. And Bethany. But then I would say Candy is the next one after all of those people. So I want you to like do some research and get back to me. Okay. I'm being dead ass serious. I'm a hundred percent serious that you are going to be proven wrong and we should bet something. Okay. A um. lavalier. <laughs> <laughs> um. Guys, um, in, in honor of our OG of AG episode, we're using the old tech. Yay! Because it was such a fun day. It was thrilling. And Sarah spent, um, a lot of money on fixing her two week old or week old tech that fell apart. So I hope you guys really enjoyed this and we'll have new tech again next week. Um, Thanks for having me. Damien, thank you so much for coming. And um, I can't wait to talk to you again super soon and do another deep dive into Atlanta. Because I think the Kenya and Matt thing is going to continue to blow up. And Cynthia's sad. Oh, she needs to get off the show. I'm bored with her. Cynthia needs to get off the show. But before she does, I'd like an explanation of why her house was worth 900K to begin with and then lost $300,000. Sounds fake. It sounds fake. I think she needs to buy herself a tub and call it a day. Um, um, I like. I think Cynthia is so pretty. I don't care though. I don't care. I think Cynthia is probably one of the best mothers in Real Housewives. Oh wait, aside from maybe stuff she's doing lately with the divorce, with like not letting. Also, her I'm bored with her daughter and her modeling career. Her daughter's not a model. Her daughter is a daughter. She's a professional daughter. Her daughter was like the face no. of whatever no, that was. Diesel, her remember? Daughter, <laughs> her like you'll be the face of Diesel. Her daughter was a daughter, and I'm sad that Peter found out about that on Instagram or whatever. Cargo. I don't care. Duvet. Whatever it was. I. Anyway. Well, um, thanks for being. Thanks for having me. <laughs> thanks for being, and thanks for having me. Oh my god! Thanks for being, and thanks for being here, and guys. Stay tuned for crazy next week. Um, I hope that we uh, get more Greece time, but I don't see how that's possible. Did they come back from Greece at the end of this week? No, they're still there. Oh my god, we get to see Erica's actual performance in Greece. Her 3 a.m. Can't wait for that. Can't wait for Erica's fucking expensive single to be released. By the way, guys, I'm checking iTunes like literally every 45 minutes, including in business meetings, and I don't understand. Unless she's just taunting us why that single has not been released yet. I guess they're waiting for You're the episode for so the when that... Right. I would look for it next week when people are searching for it. It's probably when they're going to drop it. Um, I'm hopeful. Erica, it's also expensive to be me. And um, listeners, on that note, such a pleasure. Damien, love you. Die for you. Um, Thank you. Thanks so much, guys. Can't wait next week. Um, survive this weekend. March for whatever. And um, try not to show your vag to PK. Okay, bye. Bye.